We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And today, we'll be talking about the Hub Halloween Bash and the films The Book Thief, the Book Thief Thor, and Ender's Game. And right now, I'm talking with Canella on the Hub Halloween Bash. How are you doing, Canella? Very well, thank you. So, I have not seen this, the Hub Halloween Bash on TV yet, but I have it on recording, so after this, I'm going to watch it. So, can you tell me a little bit on what the Hub Halloween Bash is? Well, ba- the main thing about this was that people from all different states in Amer- in the U.S. have been doing co- competitions with, like, these awesome, amazing co- costumes that you wouldn't normally see. And, the, the a cup, like, one person from each state would go in these certain categories, and there's a winner. I obviously can't say. But it was really cool to watch as it progressed. And also I got to interview some stars, and that was really fun, too. Wow. Well, now I wish I went to the party. I didn't get invited. Hmm. <laughs> That's a Halloween party I want to go to. <laughs> so you mentioned stars. What were some of the stars that were there? Well, well, I got to interview Martha Stewart and... Uh, uh, this... I forget his name, but someone from Ender's Game. A lot of people that I didn't, I, I sort of like, I, I sort of, oh, Rico Rodriguez. I got to interview a lot of people, and it, it was great. Well, cool. Sounds like a lot of pretty celebrities are there. I heard even Coco Jones was there. I hope she made a singing performance. She was actually a judge, and Uh-oh. that was great. I, I sat, there are other people that interviewed her, but I didn't get interview her. But that was, that was so fun. <laughs> hmm. So all these costumes from around the world came to this one place for the costume contest. Um, what kind of costume did you see? Well, there was like this Iceman who was on stilts, an invisible cowboy. There is like a robot that, and all this was homemade. And I was like, this is homemade because I don't think I could make this by hand. But it, it was really cool because, like, it, it really took my breath away. Wow. I hear so, uh, a bunch of my friends are telling me how very creative the costumes are. And I, my mom actually told me who was the winner. 
And we, <laughs> we won't say it's a secret. You have to watch it. But uh, here the winner actually had the most amazing costume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Um, so this was kind of a, this was a Halloween bash. Was there any kind of music or anything that they played? Well, yes, there, Cody Simpson performed live, and so did Fifth Harmony, and there was also some, like, cool, funny videos, and just to, like, keep us entertained while they were going on commercial break, and I really think the, the performances were really, were really cool, and they, they're very upbeat and stuff, and that was great. And since... This was, it's a Halloween bash. Did you dress up in a costume and kind of went there just to dress up? Um, no. I dressed up fancy, though, and I was just, I don't know. I Because my Halloween costume is very hard to put on, so, uh-huh. and I would have gotten tired of it a little, so I just decided not to. <laughs> yeah, because with, with the costume off, that gives you more time to dance. Speaking of which, did you go out in there and dance, like, with the, by the music and everything? Well, there, yes, there was many speakers, and there, it was very, um, the, the whole thing was very interactive, and they'd, like, throw candy and give you, like, shirts and stuff and tell you, like, to stand up and dance, and I thought that was really cool just to keep the audience, like, energetic, and that was, that was awesome. Wow. This sounds like a re- the most awesome Halloween bash ever, which... I got to watch because it just sounds so amazing. Um, Halloween gives you a lot of time just to put some really cool decorations and everything. What kind of decorations were there, like ghosts everywhere? Or... Well, there were some really awesome, like, pumpkins that the hub carved, and that was really cool. And they also had, like, like a display with all the pumpkins. And there was, like, there was, like, ghosts hanging everywhere and, like, some like fake slime and it it was really cool because it, it was a normal air, an old airplane hanger where airplanes usually like go when they're not flying and it it was huge but they totally transformed it and I couldn't I thought it was like an auditorium so that was that was cool oh wow it wasn't it wasn't an old plane hanger my gosh I mean my dad was a pilot, and I've seen one of those, and they're, like, as big as a football field, I swear. <laughs> so, them having to, I wonder how much decorations they had to use, because, I mean, they'll have to use, like, about 20 rolls of, of wallpaper just to transform it. So, that took a lot of hard, hard work just to get the slime. So, what kind of pumpkins did they cut? Like, what were the faces and everything? Well... There were some, like, of faces of celebrities. I, I don't know which ones, but, and those are, like, very, they're very intricate and and detailed, and I thought that was cool. I bet, like, a professional carved it. And there's also one that said The Hub, because that's the network that was hosting it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very cool. And it was, like, sh- it was posted where you, like, first walk in. And so everyone got to see it, and that was cool. Oh, if only I could carve pumpkins like that. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And today, we're going to be talking about the Hub Halloween Bash and the movie Thor and this game and the Book Thief. Right now, I was talking with Canela on how intricate the 
pumpkins were were and how they had celebrities on them and how they was in an old airplane hangar and everything. It just sounds absolutely amazing. So, Canada, what was your favorite part out of the whole Halloween party? Um, probably when they announced the winner, because there was like streamers that popped out of cannons and like glitter everywhere, and everyone's like jumping up and down, and everyone everyone was very happy. Um, and I think that felt nice for everyone just to like you you're staying up. It was really late, and you were like staying up late, just like eating candy and having fun, and that was great. So you were staying up late and everyone's dancing and having a good time. But we're kids. We have to be fed. We have to be fueled with food. So what kind of food did they have there? They must have gotten creative because it's Halloween, of course. Well, you could, there's like these snack bags that they were giving out with like, just like these snacks that could keep you, um, that could keep you healthy. Well, well not healthy, but I mean like, <laughs> yeah, not hungry. And that um and that definitely that definitely worked for the couple hours and and there's candy a lot of candy like gumballs and chocolate and smarties so a lot of great candy and that was, so that was that was it was good food i mean there wasn't like dinner or anything but it was good so they fed you with candy you met the you met stars you had celebrities like Cody Simpson perform costumes. This has got to be the best Halloween party I have ever heard of. <laughs> so I heard you um, got to interview a lot of stars. Who was your favorite one to interview? Well, probably Martha Stewart because my dad was telling me on the ride there that when my grandma was little, my, when my grandma was my, was younger, my mom was a little kid. She'd hang out with, uh, they lived across the street from Martha Stewart, so they were friends. And apparently when I was born, she got me a present. And so we were pretty close. So and that, and that was fun seeing her. And the look on her face when she, she, when she heard that I was my mom's daughter was really funny. And I think that's a really good view video for you to see and it's it's great that is really fascinating you so you sort of met her so you're pretty much like friends like old friends i think that's really cool <laughs> just going up to a celebrity like martha and say oh by the way we lived across the street from you um you knew my mom i was a little girl i was like you were canella oh my gosh you've grown so big <laughs> i thought that can oh sorry go ahead yeah Exactly. <laughs> if only that could happen with me and Mel Brooks, and I was like, oh, Mel, you and me were like close friends. We didn't go to school together. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so, this seemed like a really fun party you had to go to. So, I know this isn't a film, but if you had to rate the party, how much, how many stars would you give it? Definitely a five out of five because. <laughs> It, it was just a great experience going. Even if I didn't get to interview anyone, I still probably would have rated it five out of five. But interviewing people was great, and there was lots of people there. And there was, like, stars that were singing, and I think it was, it was just an amazing experience. Well, 
It sounds like it. I'm going to have to watch her on show, and then I'll be like, I know a person who went there. Yep, she went to the biggest party of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Canella, for talking to me about the Hub Halloween Bash. Oh, yep. Thank you. Thank you for let, coming for letting me come on the show. It's always a pleasure. So, let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley, and I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. You are listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Kiefer Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are discussing The Hub's Halloween Bash, reviewing the films The Book Thief, Thor, and The Enders Game. So right now we're speaking with Jerry and Canella about The Book Thief. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you, Canella? Um, I'm very happy to be on the show today. Thanks for asking. (laughs) I am happy to be on the show, too. 
So I have seen the trailer and I have I have looked at this film. I mean, I haven't seen this film, but I've researched so much about this film and it seems like a really it seems like a really nice film. So can you tell me about it, Canela? Well, my, I haven't read the book, but a couple of my friends have and they've been saying how amazing it is and how they might not want to see the movie cuz it might ruin the book. But so I saw it and I wasn't expecting that much from it. But I mean, it was intense because there was some violence, but it was very it was a very sweet uh touching film that could teach very like thoughtful life lessons. And I think it was it was really great and it it was probably it's probably one of my favorite movies now. Mm. See, you like it. I I wanted to know how it was, so I I was really excited for this interview so I could be like, "Yes, I know <laughs> how to know I know what to look for and stuff like that." So, thank you. Jerry, a lot of the talent in this film I know. So, there was Roger Allen and Sophie Nellisie, if I pronounced it right. So, how is the talent in this film? You know, everybody did exceptionally well. I can't pronounce Sophie's last, last name either, so <laughs> I think it's pronounced Nellise. Nellise. Anyway, everybody did amazing. Uh, Jeffrey Rush was part of the cast as well. He did very well, at, and um, it was just a great cast, and they played the emotions very well. Because especially especially Sophie, honestly, she had to play parts when she had to cry nonstop. Her second family just died, so it's wow. kind of like first her her first family dies, then her second family dies. Now what? Oh, well. <laughs> See, if my second family died, which is kids first, um, I'd be very very sad. And if my family died, I'd be very very sad. And you would see me nonstop crying too. So. Jerry, I believe you attended the press junket for this film and interviewed the the writer, Marcus Zuzak, if I did that right. And how is that for you? Sadly, I did not get to interview him. Oh. And I really wish I did, but I did get to interview uh, Sophie Nelise and Jeffrey Rush, which was actually a lot of fun. And um, they're really nice, and I we asked a few questions. And, you know, they had their own stories, like Jeffrey you know, had this really, really great description of his character, Hans, which is the father of Sophie's character. And it was just a really great interview and a lot of fun, too. Well, I'm glad you had fun. So, Canela, where is this set located for this film? Well, I'm pretty sure that it was, it was supposed to take place in 1940s Germany, mm -hmm. and it wasn't the easiest time. But I think they really shot it. They really shot it in. They shot it in Germany. Ooh. So, and I know Germany is a very pretty place now. And it was, it was cool how they could totally like transform it and make all like these old houses. And I think that was very cool. And it it was definitely there's some actually beautiful scenes when they're like at the lake. And I thought that was it was it was just a beautiful set, and I I really liked it. <laughs> well, you said about the, I guess, lakes and the and the scenery. So, Jerry, how's the scenery for you? The scenery one was honestly beautiful. For like an example, one scene there was like this river and there was these bridges and 
you know, they're seeing there are a whole bunch of houses and a school and a classroom. So the scenery was very fitting and exact. And you wouldn't see like this random white wall anywhere. Or you wouldn't <laughs> see this white random <laughs> black flower in the middle of a uh, like, river area. So yeah. it's a pretty good, well, it's pretty well done. They obviously double and triple check to make sure there's no like bloopers or anything. It was just done very well. Yeah, if I if I walk somewhere and I see a random white wall and a random <laughs> black rose, I will definitely give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Kiefer Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids, and today we are discussing The Hub's Halloween Bash, reviewing the films The Book Thief, Thor, and The Ender's Game. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry and Canella about The Book Thief, and we were just speaking about if you ever see a random white wall called Jerry. (laughs) So, Canella, what age range do you give this film? Well, um, probably nine and up, because my sister's eight, but I still think she might be a little young. Because there was a lot of violence because of the Holocaust, and there was like some shooting and bombing, mm-hmm. and many people, if not almost all of the cast, died. So wow. I think that was that was very intense, and it was a little hard to follow along, maybe for some younger kids. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was very it was very meaning it was very meaningful, and I think I think that's what really mattered. So. You said it would be a little confusing for younger kids. Was it confusing to you at all, or do you just know that it would be confusing for other ki- for younger kids? Um, I was asking my dad some questions just in the beginning because there wasn't much talking, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just need some people to talk to make sense for me. Mm-hmm. So, but from I totally that, feel you. But from then on, I think I, I understood it. But I know when I was, like, eight, when I was like seven or eight, I needed like it to be like very planned very out. Direct. Yes, and like be like, we're going to sk- on a train to, <laughs> to like a certain place. So it what it wasn't that confusing, but I could understand if some other kids thought it was confusing for them. Yeah, I like watching films with my dad and my mom because they're older than me. So I watched Inception and I had to ask them a question like every five minutes because it was so confusing, but it was a really good film. So it kind of made up for it. Yeah. (laughs) Jerry, Canella said earlier that it was uh, not an older film, but it's based like in the 1900s, like early 1900s. So how is the wardrobe and makeup? You know, the wardrobe and makeup was very well, and definitely the Jews were dressed very well done, because I'm Jewish, and my family, part of my family at the time, did suffer, not in the same place, but did suffer through World War II actions and Hitler's and Hitler's Nazi soldiers, so my family did suffer through that at a time, and the Jews were dressed very nicely, the Germans were dressed very nicely, because uh, when the main character, Liesel, played by Sophie, when she was going to school, she was wearing, like, this German... She looked like a soldier, but she was still a kid only going to school. <laughs> so the wardrobe was very well done and, you, done, and you wouldn't see, like, them wearing, like, this super fancy dress or anything. And, <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to school in a super fancy dress. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very well done, and the Jewish character that was in there, there were a couple. They were wearing, like, stained robes and... 
know, like very stuff that poor people wear because it even before Hitler, Jewish weren't liked as much. And when Hitler started, if there was any Jews, they're dressed pretty badly. So it, I thought it was pretty accurate. Oh, that's cool. My, I think my great grandmother or her grandmother, I don't know, but. I, yeah, I think it was my great-grandmother, and on my mom's side, she, like, when she was a baby, she not suffered from it, but she was alive when World War II happened. I'm just like, that's so cool. So, <laughs> Canela, how is the cinematography? Well, uh, I really thought, like, the transitions, it wasn't just, like, blackout go back on and I thought it went very smoothly like someone was just like walking with the camera through the whole movie mm-hmm. and I, I when there is like violence the camera got really close up and when there when maybe it was like sweet music it would go far away mm-hmm. and and I really think when it, it was like it, the cinematography is very well done and I think that was that was interesting to see what they were going to do for this story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, that was really awesome. Wow. Well, Jerry, how many stars do you give this film out of five? Absolutely five out uh, of five stars. This film was just very well done. And unlike a lot of other films, I actually cried a lot in this film because it was just so sad. And it was just so sad what was going on in this film. And it affected me a lot. And it's really rare when a film makes me cry, so I was really touched, and I would have to give it five out of five stars. Wow. See, that's what films are supposed to do. They're supposed to affect you, not always in a bad way, but in a good and bad way, and in a happy and a sad, so that's what films are supposed to do. So I I guess that this film did its job. Well, Canela and Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about The Book Thief. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. You can go ahead. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> Please check it out. It's in theaters on November 8th. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. 
all from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are discussing the, hub, the Hub's Halloween Bash, reviewing the films The Book Thief, Thor, and The Ender's Game. So right now we are speaking with Jaheem about Thor, The Dark World. Thank you for joining us today, Jaheem. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. So I have not seen this film, unfortunately. And can you please tell us about it? Well, this movie, it, it's really... I really liked it. I'm, I normally don't get that into action movies. This was one of the first ones that that was really interesting to me, and it was also a funny action movie. I loved it. I haven't seen the first Thor, so it was a little surprising at some point, so I have to go back and watch that. But I, I got to admit, this movie was one of the most amazing action movies I've ever seen. The graphics, the special effects, the the music, it, it was it was so amazing it was it was so realistic it was scary (laughs) wow i like seeing films that i haven't seen like if it's a sequel or if it's a trilogy in in like films i like seeing the 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 recent the most recent one so that i can be so confused i have a weird mind (laughs) so yeah was the storyline interesting and easy to understand because you did say that you did not see the first one so well yeah i I understood it. I, what I liked about this movie is the way it was written. It was it was written so that if you didn't see the first movie, it's like a it's a completely different storyline. It has nothing to do with the first movie. It's not connected at all, except for in some of the funny scenes. Like everybody in the movie theater was laughing, and I'm like, "What's so funny? I didn't see that." What's so funny? You know, and I'm just trying to like laugh, but it it was pretty funny. Other than that, there was some there were some really funny scenes. You know, uh. It, it was a really nice movie. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you liked it. You said it was an action film and it's very funny. So what do you think the genre is? Um, Action comedy, most likely, because <laughs> Loki, Loki was so funny. I got to admit that. Like, he, he was hilarious. Since we're talking about characters, who's your favorite character? My favorite character would be Loki. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> Even though he's bad and mischievous, he's he's really funny and goofy and he has he has a real like 
dark wit. Like he he doesn't he doesn't try to be funny, but he is. Like he yeah. no matter what he says, it's 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 just funny automatically, no matter like what it is, the way he says it or the way the way he acts when he says certain lines, even if it wasn't meant to be funny, he makes it funny with his voice and with his actions. Yeah, we have we have a person at our school that she's 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 not trying to be funny, but we say that if she says something, it's automatically funny because it comes out of her mouth. So I can <laughs> I can definitely tell what you're coming from. Yeah. I mean my the the weirdest part about it is Loki, he actually teamed up with Thor for the first time. I like he he was he wasn't that bad in this movie, but he 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 did get left in jail. I mean, the the bad guy broke everybody out except for him. That was sort of Aww. weird. But <laughs> and he was just in the jail like, okay. And everybody was running around and everybody was shooting and the whole entire place was being destroyed. And the funny part about it is he's so calm. Like, everybody's just getting destroyed and vaporized. And he's just sitting in his little cell reading a book. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I, I kind of get that because he, he hasn't been locked out yet. <laughs> so no one can... <laughs> kind of come in to destroy him so i totally True. get it yeah <laughs> so some of the stars in this film is chris hemsworth and natalie portman and how is their acting okay the acting was absolutely amazing like straight up there was there was nothing that i would change about this like it, it was it was so good like the characters fit perfectly like totally perfect it was, it was amazing there were some there were like um in some funny scenes, when Loki was playing around, he started transforming into random people. And some of the um, Avengers stars from the movies like got quick little cameos with Loki's voice in the um, funny scene where he was transforming into people. That was pretty cool. And the acting was just the acting was so great. I I loved it. <laughs> wow, you really seem like you really like this film. I I don't say that about a lot of movies. I'm gonna say that like I I don't say that about a lot of movies this is definitely one of the best action movies i've ever seen well that's good you're yeah. listening to the voice america kids network i'm your co-host brianna hopiton and i'm your co-host keepa blakesley and you're listening to voice america kids and today we are discussing the hubs halloween bash reviewing the films the book thief Thor and the Ender's Game. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jaheem about Thor, and we were just speaking about the actors acting, and we were just talking about how he really likes this film, and it's just a great film. Yes. <laughs> so Jaheem, do you think that the rating PG-13 is correct is correct for this film? Actually, I I would even like I wouldn't. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, little kids seeing it. It's, it's not, like, really bad words or anything. It's nothing like that. It, it's just really intense. It might be scary for some ages. That's why I think they put it at that age limit. It doesn't have any, like, bad um, dialogue, but the, the action in it is really intense and realistic to the point where it's scary, you know, like... Uh, a lot of graphic violence going on in it. That's why it's like probably PG-13. So I think that's about accurate, probably. Yeah. See, sometimes in films, they're just like PG-13, but it won't have any language. It won't have any sexual content. But like the violence and the visuals are just like mm. very intense. And so little kids make it scary. See, I get scared with visuals because I'm just that kind of gal. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm so nice and stuff. I don't, I don't really like 
watching action movies much. I'm no, I'm used to the happy comedy stuff, and I'm all waiting for a funny moment, all happy in the movie theater. Then somebody's head has to get cut off, and I'm like, well, that just ruined my fun. <laughs> well, you you like the film, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about the special effects in this film? The special effects were were definitely intense. I mean, it the sound went perfectly with the special effects it it made it more the sound made the special effects more realistic than they were i mean the the sound really fit the movie perfectly like it it really made the special effects stand out more and so you like the soundtrack yeah definitely i do too as you can tell i like music so (laughs) are there any messages or lessons in this film that you found Hmm. Oh, well, actually, nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I sort of, yeah, not, not really, not, not in this movie, but it was, it was really nice. Like there were some touching scenes, then it turned into more scary stuff happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's Thor, the dark world. I mean, True. from the title. You know, <laughs> things turn into things that get all violent and stuff. Yeah, it's so. definitely unexpected. Because when I, when I first, like, when the movie first started, it just started with this crazy fight scene. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be, like, a really violent, crazy movie. Then it started to get more funny. And I, and I started to like it more and more. Then I realized that the dialogue and stuff, like, told the story a little bit more. And it, it sort of draws people in. And it makes a lot more sense when you start listening and not paying too much attention to the graphics and stuff. But you actually listen to the storyline. You don't really have to see the first one because the second one already makes sense to you. Yeah, so whether you see the first one or the second one, you will not be confused. Yeah. (laughs) How many stars do you give this film out of five? Five. (laughs) And why is that? Because I, I just overall enjoyed every little thing about it like there was nothing i would change it was well, wait no there is one thing but it's still it's still five stars there is one thing i would suggest uh it left me hanging at the end but th- that's a, that's a good way to you know start start a new movie you know, yeah <laughs> that's what i'm about to one. say they they do that they hang but, they, but it, it they made me really it. really furious i mean i don't want to spoil it so i'm not gonna say what happened but th- there was some Weird Loki stuff that happened, so you guys have to see it first. But I can't, I can't spoil it completely. But some crazy stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this book that my friends have, and it says, and then she jumped, and they're like, what? So <laughs> that's just the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's they made another book, obviously, but that's how it ended. And I was just like, man, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene. My favorite scene, because I haven't seen the first one, was the first time I saw him teleporting, because I had no idea that Thor could teleport. I, I wasn't into superheroes before. Like I, I started watching them a little bit more at 11, probably, but I wasn't that into um, superheroes, so I didn't know much about Thor. I just thought he was a big dude with a hammer and blonde hair. I had no idea. <laughs> Oh, it's like, Ooh, I have a hammer. I'm going to hit you with my hammer. That's all I thought of when I thought of Thor. I, I didn't think of teleporting and flying and all of that. So the first time I saw him teleport, I was like, oh, okay, he can do more than throw off hammer. <laughs> have a hammer. <laughs> no, I have a hammer. You will die now with my hammer. 
That's funny. <laughs> well, Jane, <laughs> thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Thor, The Dark World. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's in theaters on November 8th, so please check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are discussing The Hub's Halloween Bash, reviewing the films The Book Thief, Thor, and Finding Neverland. So right now we are speaking again with Kiefer about Finding Neverland. Please tell us about this film, Kiefer. Well, this film is inspired by the actual J.M. Barry who, and his relationship with um, Sylvia Davis, and her, played by Kate Winslet, and her two so- and her four sons, and who inspired him to create the play we know as Peter Pan. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peter Pan. Peter Pan's yeah. awesome. Just to let yeah. you know, everyone out there, Peter Pan's awesome. It is. Yes. <laughs> so, how was the acting in this film? 
acting is amazing. We have two of the biggest actors in this film, Johnny Depp and Kay Winslet. Uh, Johnny, of course, gets into this whole person, J.M. Barry, who is a very fascinating person. I've looked him up on Wikipedia. And he really gets into this to this person, and he's a very fascinating person. And Kate Winslet, of course, plays a widowed mother, widowed mother with four sons. She does a great job, and the kids work wonderful with these two actors. Wow. I love when I see, like, two well-known actors or, or semi-well-known actors, and then you have not so well-known, and they work together, like, so well. It's not just well-known actors can work well with well-known actors. It's You can yeah. mix up and be all like, see, I can act well. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite scene in this film? I love the scene where J.M. Barry is talking to one of Sylvia Davis's sons, um, Peter, played mm-hmm. by Freddie Highmore. And this is after a very tragic event. And just in case you don't ask me about the music, it is a silent moment. Oh. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I talk You know music. me. <laughs> uh, very silent moment. It's very dramatic. Johnny, of course, does a great job. But Freddie Highmore, I give a lot of credit to this very dramatic scene. And it pretty, that pretty much labels the film. It is a very dramatic and emotional film. With a film called Finding Neverland, you're thinking Peter Pan, swords and everything. Nope. It's the inspiration, and it's a very dramatic film, and this scene pretty much says what the film is. Wow. So you said that it was like kind of like an inspiration of Peter Pan, or like it has bits and pieces of Peter Pan, or it kind of reminds you of Peter Pan, or whatever you want to think about it as. So did you see the resemblance of, of the two? Peter Pan in this movie? Yes. Yes, well, it's the inspiration of it yes. by the playwriter, and you see where he gets these characters. It's not like blunt, like, oh, Sylvia Davis, I'm going to make you my Tinkerbell. No, it's not that blunt. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much, when you watch, you get to see the play, the bits and pieces of it, and you see where he gets these characters. You see how Tinkerbell is from his wife, or how some the three, the two boys and daughter is from one of the sons, and Peter is, of course, from one of Sylvia's kids, Peter. So there was mm-hmm. a resemblance, and this was back in the era. Well, this is poppycock. This is poppy. This we <laughs> are professional actors. We do not do kitty things like flying voice. This is ridiculous, and, and <laughs> yeah, snobby kind of actors. And then the even the producer says, "Is this going to work? It's going to be a flop. It's not going to even last." And then. If only he was here, it's one of the most cherished child plays and books and movies and TV of all time. So we've seen where it's gone there. So, yeah, it was a, there was a resemblance. <laughs> we don't play kitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> you would do great impersonations, my little dude. Thank you. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? My favorite person, well, in this film yes. is J.M. Barry, played by Johnny Depp, because... He's a fascinating person because he looks at the world from a different point of view. There's, I'm resembling it to kind of this this new film coming out. You may have not heard of it. The Life of Walter Mitty. I believe that's his name. That's the movie. Uh, how he has a very active imagination. And how he deals with all this. Because 
this film, pretty much the whole philosophy of this guy is the tragedy and joy in life can inspire something beautiful. And wow. just by, yeah, by the way, that was my wording right there. That was in the film. That was deep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but how he doesn't really, he, he, he really reacts to this, but he knows how to react towards the kids. Hmm. And he doesn't act, try to act too worried. In fact, when he, when the mother, the sick mother's in the hospital and the kids are sad and down, he, he knows that they're going to be sad and it's not going to be good, but he plays with them by putting a stamp on the quarter, throwing up in the air and it sticks to the wall and they're playing and coins are dropping everywhere. So I love this character. So yeah, (laughs) I love him. He's great. That's funny. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Tom. And I'm your co-host, Kiefer Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are discussing finding the hub's Halloween bash, Finding Neverland, The Book Thief, and Thor. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kiefer about Finding Neverland. And we were just speaking about his favorite character. So in this film, you said that it's very, it's very dramatic and it's not dark per se, but it's very dramatic. It's very emotional. So I think what I believe in is that there's younger kids in this film. So how do you think they dealt with the emotion? Absolutely marvelous. Um, Freddie, well, what's interesting with these four kids, one of them, which is Freddie Highmore, grows up to become an actor and he does his own stuff. I, I'm assuming you've seen Spider-Wick Chronicles? Yes, I have. That he's the main boy. That's Freddie Highmore in this film. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I I saw it a while ago, so I'm kind of like fuzzy about it, but I know who you're talking about. So that was him. Um, The kids absolutely have some great scenes with Johnny, how they're talking about these very very dramatic situations about people dying, sickness, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, but they're not, it's not just a whole downer. Because when we're finding Neverland, you're going to have some happy moments. And you see them enjoying their time with JM, absolutely having a ball. They're playing pirates, they're flying kites, they're doing all this stuff. So it's pretty much what a kid would react to in this time of crisis. So I think the kids do an absolutely marvelous job. Yes, for like sad things, they would act sad. And, and yeah. I mean, it's just a natural natural way that we respond to things that's just that's just what acting is it's a natural way of responding agreed <laughs> was that deep enough for you that was that was deep enough for me that was thank good. you <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film uh tough one i think i'm gonna go five and a five stars <laughs> <laughs> and why is that what stood out to you stood out to me of course was the story and the acting, but also the philosophy that this character has. Uh, and it, it can show kids that imagination is powerful and how, like, if something sad happens in your life, like, if, like, you, Brianna, I know you want to do acting. Oh, and goodness. and even with an inspiration like that, it, you have to go through your mind saying, like, what inspires you to do that? And it's either something tragic in your life, like something happened and you want to do it for them, or joy, like you're so happy of doing it, and that inspires you to do something beautiful, such as acting. Wow, that was really deep too. <laughs> You're just like really deep today. I'm I'm deep today. <laughs> deep. I'm gonna call you Deep Keeper. <laughs> deep Keeper, thanks. Yeah. So, what age range do you give this film? 
I give it seven to seventeen year olds. Because it is again a dramatic film. I don't think it's too dramatic for kids not to watch it. There's no bad language, no mature content. It's really a good family film to show mm-hmm. if parents want to show you that if parents want to show you it. So yep, that's my age range. See this whole conversation right here of like this film, I've learned a lot. So I'm probably just going to see this and be all like, this is a good film, man. Yeah, It's a good film. <laughs> so who do you think this film appeals to most? Like, as in, do you, people who like flying, <laughs> people who like J.M. Barry or? Well, if you see the title, I think even I did, I automatically thought Peter Pan. We're going to watch Peter Pan movie, mom, get your green tights on in your feather cap. We're <laughs> going to go watch Peter Pan. But um, for people that have seen it and they want to request it to people, I would think it would be requested for people that are willing to watch uh, a, life of a, uh, a life of a person and his inspiration through art. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much... I, I would recommend it to those people who just want to watch a dramatic film that's not depressing. It's a perfect film for to show how human how human emotions go through these type of situations. So oh. I would request it for those people who are willing to watch a uplifting but still very dramatic film. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well that's all the time we have for today. Keeper, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about finding Neverland. Thank you so much. I've been hyped up for this for all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's playing all month long on HGNet Movies Kids Scene, so please check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, 
speak with some of the world's top chefs and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 